All right. Welcome back to the 24 podcast. We're definitely excited today to be able to bring yet another episode to you. And so, of course, this is the unofficial podcast for 24. And so we're definitely thrilled. Again, my name is Josh Rivers and we have Mark Sievercrop. How's it going? You know, I, I was just thinking, Josh, as you were saying that, if anybody from Fox is listening and they would like to have a, an, an official 24 podcast, we're more than willing to discuss it with them. So. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We, we would, we'd be more than happy to go back and get the picture changed for the podcast and all the stuff on the website. We're happy to do that if they need if they need an official one. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I, I, I just got to think it though. I mean, uh, we mentioned the fact that it's the unofficial one back in the first, maybe second episode, but we haven't mentioned it since. And so uh, I thought it was good to go ahead and mention that. Um, right. But I I think people can figure it out. But, <laughs> but nonetheless, right. and so we're going to be discussing some things today regarding season two. And so we're going to kind of wrap it up a little bit and so last episode we talked about the first half we're going to talk a little bit about the second half there's a lot of stuff that happens though oh my goodness yeah and so we have uh some clips that we're going to try to work in here and then uh do a little bit of commentary i I know there's gonna be a lot of stuff that we leave out and so we definitely want to get your feedback on this though and so uh any of those things that we leave out that you think needs to get mentioned definitely uh, go ahead and send us a message and we try to see if we can work it in next episode, uh, which right. is going to be the final kind of wrap up of season two. And then uh, anything else we might be able to have, uh, we could be able to put in a blog post or something like that. And so, yeah, because we're not going to hit it all. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> There's not. no way. <laughs> and but so, uh, let's. Yeah, let's. Um, Should we jump into it? Yes, and here? yeah, and then actually at the end too, we have some uh, Twitter things oh, right. uh, to mention also. Yeah, uh, but we'll we'll um, end up with those, and so we'll just uh, yeah. kind of get into it and see see where we get, yeah. and then we'll mention the because uh, we put a request out there for people to mention their favorite moments or favorite characters and things like that, and so we got a couple of responses on that that we right. want to share. Those might bleed into next week, too, but we will share them. We yes, promise. definitely. We definitely appreciate our Twitter followers. So uh, when last we left our hero, <laughs> what was happening? <laughs> what did we talk about last when we were talking about things going on here? Let's see. Well, uh, we ended with them tracking down Syed Ali, right. getting him, and they got him to get a confession by pretending to kill his family. Uh, right. We found out that um, it was not Reza that oh, was man. the traitor. We found out that it was actually Marie who dun, kills dun, Reza. Dun. Right. And so uh, Marie is um, going into all this. Um, actually, um, I meant to play this at the beginning. Why don't we go ahead and uh, I, I have a clip here of the uh, previously on 24 from oh, episode yes. 13. And so that kind of does will get us kind of a quick recap of where we're at. Previously on 24. Jack Bauer is interrogating Syed Ali as we speak. We've been informed of his progress on a minute-by-minute basis, but nothing yet. And we're certain this man knows the location of the bomb at this point? Jack Bauer is. Make sure he has all the resources he needs. Those men will kill your family if you don't tell me where the bomb is now. Where's the bomb? Tell me where the bomb is! Tell him! No! 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 I will tell you! Hold on! I will tell you! Staff. What do you have? The bomb's at Norton Airfield. They're putting it on a plane to fly it over the city. Your meeting's changed. Now what's with me? So you're confirming that Roger Stanton is involved. He knew about this bomb ahead of time? Roger's more involved than David could possibly know. I think you orchestrated all of this. And I believe that you have your own and not the president's best interest at heart. I got into a car accident. I started running. Before I know it, I was out here. I had no idea where I was. All I want to do is get back to the highway and get out of here. Well, the highway's a couple miles that way. But the way there is not safe at night. My place is a half mile that way. I can put a roof over your head for the night. They found Razor, haven't they? You know what's happened. Tell me, please, what happened? You wouldn't understand, Kate. People have to die for things to change. Yeah, 
Anyway, so that kind of gives us the quick recap there. So, so we have Marie that is, uh, which by the way, at the end of that, uh, Marie is with her terrorist friend, and they are actually arming the bomb, right. uh, getting ready to um, do, uh, take the next step with it. Right, and uh, you know we, you know Jack has found out, and uh, they realize that it's at the airfield, and they believe that you know there's this um, Delta Force detachment. I guess it's um. I can't remember it's what Delta Force is actually called. It's like um, Special Forces Unit Attachment Delta or whatever. Anyways, they're supposed to be there guarding this bomb because it's never supposed to go off, according to Stan, right? Right. Well, they get there, and they find out that six of them are dead. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of a, oh, crap, you know? Yeah, which, and, uh, which when they find the six bodies, a little bit later, they found out that there's actually a seventh right. guy that was supposed to be part of them, which they found out actually killed the other six. Right. This will come into play later on. Yes. (laughs) And, yeah, so they're at the airfield, and, you know, as this was happening, Marie was getting ready to leave, and then she sees everybody coming and says, oh, crap, and then um, she tries to escape. Well, no, she's in the room with all the people that they'd rounded up to find out where this bomb is, and Kate spots her because Kate came with Jack, and then Marie almost kills her, you know, is about to kill her because she's fantastic like that. Yeah. And then that's when Jack shows up. <laughs> right. But uh anyways, they end up finding the bomb and this was one of the most, you know, it was weird because you're you're 15 episodes in, you've still got 10 to go and you're like, "Oh, they found the bomb, you know. How are they going to stretch this out for the next, you know, 8 episodes or whatever?" But uh they they find this bomb and they bring in the bomb squad and the bomb squad says basically, "We can't stop it." Which, of course, leads to we need to fly it out of here. There's a spot in the desert that we can land it in, and then, you know, nobody will die. And so who volunteers to do this? Jack Bauer. Our hero. And so, you know, I, I can't remember. I think there was some discussion of who was going to do it and everything, and everybody was wondering who they were going to assign to do it. And then Jack, as the leader, basically says, hey, I'll do it. Um, right. Which, interesting side note, one of the uh, CTU guys that's there, was also one of the main characters in the unit that um, Dennis Haysbert played with. So, side note. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mac. Mac's his name in the unit. I can't remember what his name is here, but he's like that main CTU guy, the guy with like the, the red hair, short red hair. Okay. Um, yeah, that's him. Anyways, total side note. So, Jack, uh, Jack is getting ready to fly this airplane, and who shows up? None other than... George Mason. George Mason. Yeah. Yeah. So, George... Going going back, I guess we should jump back a little bit, but but George um, has given up command of CTU, has realized, I think, that he can't do it, partially, and I think partially, didn't he find out about this whole airplane thing? It seems um, like... I can't, I can't remember. If he found, I don't think he found out when he handed it over. Right. And so at, at that time he handed it over, I think it was just that he knew that they found the bomb and they were working on it. Right. So he kind of figured his job was done and he could, you know, safely hand it over to Tony and right. go die of lesions and whatever else was going to happen yeah. to him. But he ends up at the airport and, you know, his his thing is, and which is really cool because, you know, we've all not really liked George at times, but he shows up and basically tells Jack, hey, I'm dying anyways. Let me fly the plane. Yeah. You know, let me do it. I, I have nothing to lose already, you know. And I think he talks to his son somewhere in there, and, you know, he's like, I'm dying anyways. You know, everybody else has a bunch to live for. It doesn't really matter if the bomb goes off or not. To me, I'm dead. So he and Jack argue about it, and Jack basically says, George, I appreciate it, but, you know, we can't take the chance of you dying while you're flying this airplane, basically. And so, no, I'm not letting you. So Jack gets in the plane and takes off and uh, doesn't realize (laughs) that he has a stowaway. Yeah. And they they get up in the plane and... and, um, you know, as as Jack's flying, he calls Kim, or they found Kim. I think Tony he had asked Tony to find Kim, and Tony calls and says, "I've got Kim on the line." Kim had, has been picked up um, by now. You know, we talked a little bit about the fact that she had um, been with this crazy guy in the woods and had escaped or got away or left or whatever. Right. And was was it with this lady? You know, getting a ride to her aunt's house, I think. And so Jack gets to visit with Kim, and I think we have a clip of that, don't we, Josh? Yeah, yeah, we do. Let's go ahead and play so, that real quick. Yeah. Kim? Dad, finally. Oh, my God, are you okay? I'm okay, sweetheart. Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Thank God. 
You've had a hell of a day, haven't you? Yeah, what's that noise? Where are you? I'm in a plane. A plane? Why? Sweetheart, there's something I've got to tell you. It's going to be hard for you to hear, so I need you to stick with me, okay? Uh... We found the bomb. It was wired in a way that made it impossible to defuse it. We needed someone to fly it over the desert so when the bomb exploded, nobody would get killed. And someone turned out to be me. How are you getting off the plane? I'm not, sweetheart. The bomb has to be dropped in a very specific area. There was no other choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, Dad? Oh. Dad, no, no, you can't do this to me. Kim. There has to be Kim, somebody else. You can't Sweetheart, do this I to didn't me, have Daddy. Any other no. Choice. Kim, I need you to listen to me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Sweetheart, what are you sorry for? Oh, God, everything. I've been so mean and so bad to you. Honey, anything that ever happened between us, that was never your fault. I love you just the way you are. I don't ever want you to change, you understand that? I love you more than anything in the world. No. Kim, can you still hear me? I... yes. Honey, I want you to live your life. I want you to be happy, that's all I've ever wanted for you. I, I want you to try and grow up and be the kind of person made your mom proud. Okay? Oh, God. <laughs> promise me that. I promise. <sighs> Honey, I've got to start focusing on what I'm doing up here. I'm running out of time, okay? So, uh, I'm gonna have to say goodbye. I love you more than anything in the world, and I will always be with you, okay? Remember that. Oh, I'm proud of you. And I love you. I love you too, sweetheart. I can tell you, Mark, I, I I watched this twice in the last two days. I I cried both times and so it Yeah, let me uh let me grab my Kleenex here real quick. Yeah, it's uh man. And the thing that stuck out to me, Josh, is the fact that, you know, and you and I talked about this right before we started recording, but eight hours ago or something like that, maybe a little more, Kim didn't want anything to do with Jack. You know, Jack was the reminder of everything that had pretty much gone wrong in her life. You know, her mom was dead and you know, you know, her dad had, you know, was never around and so on and so forth and didn't want anything to do with him, right. do with him. And then now here she is, you know, telling him, you know, you can't do this. You can't leave me. Um, I'm proud of you. That was the part that got me when she says I'm proud of you because you kind of always felt like she had this, you know, she didn't really like his job because he was always gone. And I understand that. But, you know, at this point you have Jack that's tearing up practically and, you know, I think it's interesting how he pulls the the Jack Bauer thing where he's about to cry and then he's like, "Hey, honey, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "We're gonna stop this before before I just like completely break down and turn this airplane around." Um, so, anyways, that you're right. That is one of the most poignant moments I think in in the entire season because you know last season we had Jack, you know, holding Terry in her arms in his arms crying, you know, because she had been killed, and now you have in the second season. You have Jack talking to, to Kim, saying bye to her forever. And then you realize, you know, Kim's going to be an orphan and, you know, all of this other stuff. And it's pretty poignant. You're like, man, what? Can, how much How much can this guy take? You know, they're not going to be able to yeah. go very many seasons with this because poor guy. I mean, geez. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, if he, Anyways, if he doesn't die right. physically, I mean, he's going right. to have a mental breakdown. Right. 
So heartbreak, tears, and he says bye to Kim. Kim basically says, tells the lady, let me out of the car. She goes, I thought you needed to leave Los Angeles. She's like, it doesn't matter anymore. And so she gets out and, you know, leans by a tree and cries. Understandably so. And so Jack's flying the plane. He's ready to go. I think he's like, what, four minutes out from where he needs to be. You know, he's going to get to the spot and he's got to take a dive and he's got to be like right at the ground when it goes off because otherwise, you know, radiation will go everywhere. Right. What happens then, Josh? Well, Jack Jack is sitting there. Actually, I think it's uh, I think he has about 13, 14 minutes still oh, at this sorry. point. But but anyway, so he's off the phone with Kim and he's just flying and he's fighting all the emotions and all that kind of stuff, but still stuck on his mission. And he hears something behind him. And of course, I mean he's trained to react um, anytime right. that happens. So, so he hears that, and he's slowly taking his belt off while he's pulling his gun, and he flies around, and George is there, and I think it's kind of comical to his ori- uh, original reaction. There, it's like, hey, this flight's been terrible enough, and you don't need to shoot me. <laughs> that was a pretty great line, <laughs> and so. Uh, and so, yeah, but, well, instead of me explaining it, uh, we actually have the clip of George and Jack's conversation here, and it, it's another pretty emotional right. one on both sides, and this is kind of where George kind of puts his cape on, and yeah, and he becomes the superhero for us. Took um, him long enough. <laughs> well, better late than never, I guess. But. Right. And so, so anyway, so uh, let's go ahead and play that clip real quick. Funny, I, I don't see any volunteers. When was the last time you flew a plane? I can get it in the air and put it down where it needs to go, George. So can I. I'm current, I'm instrument rated, and I'm going to be dead by the end of the day anyways. George, the problem is you could be dead any minute. I can hang on for another half hour. That's all we need, right? George, if you blacked out and this plane went down before it got to the desert, a lot of people are going to die, and I know you don't want that. Come on, Jack. I know what you're trying to do, but i got to say no. Hey, 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 service is bad enough on this flight. You don't shoot me. What the hell are you doing here? I like taking a ride. How the hell did you get on the plane? Wasn't that hard? Then I'm inside as a CTU. Brought something for you. Parish. You see what it is? Where I already told you I'm picking this plane in. It might have made sense back on the ground, but the lift face checked the hard parts over. Took off, cleared the city, was left on its straight and the level, and taken it into a dive. Right? Unless, of course, maybe you want to die. things have been going for you the past year and a half this probably doesn't look like such a bad idea get to go out in the blaze of glory one of the greatest heroes of all time leave your troubles behind this could be the easy way out (laughs) you still got a life jack you want to be a real hero here's what you do you get back down there and you put the pieces together. You find a way to forgive yourself for what happened to your wife. You make things right with your daughter and you go on serving your country. That'd take some real guts. Come on, Jack. You got 12 minutes. What's it going to be? You want to live or not? You really think you can do this? Yes. You are absolutely sure you can do this. Jack, I'm supposed to do this. Maintain this heading and this airspeed. 
The second the LAD reads a minute and a half, you initiate a dive at a 30 degree angle. Doesn't that get me in a little early? That's the point. You have to be absolutely certain that the bomb is already in the depression before it goes off. I got it. Yeah, so we have George here that takes over. And, I mean, Jack is fighting mm-hmm. tears because, I mean, he just had this emotional conversation with Kim that right. he's going to die, never see her again. And now he has a glimmer of hope that he can be able right. to escape and maybe be able to re- reunite with her. Right. And so, go ahead. You know, I it's, it's interesting because I'd never really pegged Jack for this until George mentions it to him. But when he's like, you know, yeah, you want to be the hero and, you know, you, you've, you've had a death wish basically since Terry died. And, and you kind of see that, you know, he quit CTU and, you know, didn't want anything to do with it and didn't want to come back. And, and I'd never noticed it until George points it out. But, you know, he really had. He's like, you know, kind of that, you know, I don't really care what happens to me because life sucks anyways. And so he just kind of, he just kind of did whatever, you know, I mean, like he didn't care if he got killed because, and, and George, you know, pretty much pegs him perfectly he's like you know you'll die the hero and you know everybody will think you're fantastic and that'll solve everything no jack it won't you know and 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 it's like you said he, he really redeems himself he puts his cape on and you know he you know basically talks jack off the ledge in some ways you know yeah and i i think part of it was jack just knew that had to be done but i i think there was a part of him that you know, this will this will make up for everything I screwed up. You know, this will make up for, you know, me letting Terry die because I'm sure he felt he was responsible for that. You know, this will make up for, you know, me trusting, you know, Sarah, or not Sarah, um, Nina. And she screwed everything up. And this will make up for me being a horrible father to, to Kim. And, you know, they'll remember me for being a hero. And, you know, anyways. Yeah. George talks him down off that ledge. And like you said, gives him some hope that, you know, hey, you know, we can. I can fix things. I can, things can be better. And so obviously, you know, his, his whole argument is still, George, can you do this? You know, yes, I want to live, but you know, at the same time, I don't want you to die and then have this crash into the side of a mountain and, you know, spread nuclear waste everywhere. Yeah. Which is, which is an understandable concern. I, I understand that. But anyways, he, uh, he agrees to do that and he jumps out. And Jack George flies it into the um, into the little ravine there, or crater, or whatever it was, and it explodes. And you have at the end of that episode, you have Kim watching it from her little tree that she's crying by. You have Jack watching it from the ground. You have the president watching it from Air Force One, and then you have you know everybody in L.A. basically that saw it or whatever. Right. So that was the end of it. And you have Kim crying because Jack's on this plane. It just crashed, obviously, and. But then when Jack gets picked up by the helicopter, you know, he says, we need to get a hold of Kim and let her know I'm still alive. And they're like, well, we can't, you know, all, all radios down because of the, you know, huge nuclear explosion that just happened. So yeah. there's that and poor Kim, you know, and then she ends up getting taken hostage. And I don't think we really have time to jump into that completely, but um, she's taken hostage in a convenience store and sneaks out. And then the guy gets killed. And it's basically the pandemonium that happens after somebody sees a nuclear blast everybody's freaking out right you know not acting normal and and kim even says that and that was you know the guy was kind of weirded out at the store owner because she's like it's happening already and he's like how did you know about this you know and, you know she just realized that everybody's going to start acting crazy which was one of the reasons that jack wanted her out of the city not just the explosion but the way people start acting when something like this happens right so so that's that, and Kim gets out safely, and, and that's good. Um, but then I think the the rest, of, you know, so so we had the first half, which was about this bomb, and the second half is basically about a recording, yes. which is interesting. We've, we've gone from a bomb to, you know, a tape. Right. But, you know, the, the second part is about what they call the Cyprus recording, and basically the Cyprus recording is this recording that places Syed Ali in a room with four, you know, backers of terrorism and the leaders of these countries, planning this attack right 
And by all accounts, you know, CTU looks at it, Langley looks like it. Everybody says there's there's no way that this can't be real. You know, it's just too good. I mean, usually there's some, you know, this and then Josh, you could probably talk more about this than I could about, you know, recordings and, you know, the different, you know, things that happen when people are in different rooms. And basically they say there's no way that this isn't right. Yeah. So so you have Palmer who's prepared to go to war. You know, I mean, they're setting up contingency plans and and this type of thing because it basically proves that this country that they'd been talking to the entire time was part of this terrorist plot. I mean. Syed Ali was talking to them. They obviously knew about it. And so he's preparing for war until, who was it? Oh, it was Michelle, wasn't it? That was interviewing Syed Ali. Yeah, Jack and Michelle. Right. And Michelle gets this idea that, you know, I believe him. Why would he lie to us? He says that he wasn't there. He says that he didn't do it. And so Jack, he, she asked Jack to talk to him. And Jack goes out as they're transferring him to Guantanamo goes out to ask him and he basically and he tells him hey i didn't kill your son which i think ali appreciated (laughs) because you know as he walked by him earlier he was cussing him out because of that but he says we didn't kill your son we staged it you know i'm sorry when you get to guantanamo you get to talk to him and then he need he just says you know i need to know if this was real or not and he says what i told michelle well i didn't say michelle but what i told the lady was true you know i was never there i didn't do that and you can tell in jack you know Jack could kind of tell that he's not lying. You know, he's being honest with us. And then he gets killed. (laughs) Of course. Which, you know, yeah, it's like, geez, really? Every time we get somewhere, they kill him. Um, So Syed Ali's dead, and Jack calls the president, basically says, look, there's some reason that he was killed. And the only thing I can think of is that this isn't a real recording, that this is a forgery. So Palmer starts having his doubts because Palmer, I mean... They kind of paint him, you know, through the rest of this this season as being indecisive. But I don't think he was. And maybe you have a different view on this, Josh. But I think he was just, you know, he understood the weight of the situation. He made that comment a couple times that if I make this mistake, it's generations of issues. I mean, the whole world's going to be in going to war. Right. Yeah. He actually and, uh, made a uh, statement to Lynn as they were discussing this because um, all this stuff comes up about the recording and. So they're telling the president, and then he. So this is okay. Well, let's let's go ahead and make some moves for some kind of military action. And right. then the I can't remember who it who it was um, that that left. But anyway, so it was just him and Lynn. And he turns to Lynn and he says, "We're looking at World War Three here." And so I mean, he's trying to make sure um, that. He, they are doing the absolute right thing. They don't want to jump the gun. Right. And so, I mean, he was like that at the beginning of the season as well when right. um, Eric Rayburn and them were trying to push for military action earlier. Right. And so and so he's like, no, we need to, we want to make sure. I, I mean, if, if there is someone involved, yeah, we're going to attack, but we want to make sure it's the right people. We want to make sure that there's no doubt because this is going to be major, major. And so... Right. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I think it's. Oh, I just lost my lost my train of thought. That's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. And oh, wow, weird. He uh, throughout this whole thing, you know, his whole thing as well. You know, if if um Jack's not sure, you know, we need to be sure. And throughout the whole thing, Novik and everybody else, their whole thing is every single person in the government except Jack has, you know, determined that this is a real recording you know all you have is one agent who's not even really an agent you know he just came back to help today right and you know palmer's basically saying you know one i i trust jack implicitly which is what novick says i know you trust jack however you know you can't change this on one person and it's funny because jack is talking to tony right before or right after syed's killed and says basically the same thing he's like look if there is any chance that this isn't true you have a duty to determine that you know, you have a duty to find a couple people and follow that up because we're talking war. So you have, you know, Mike and, and Palmer, you know, having basically the same discussion that Jack and Tony have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Palmer wins for the time. Jack loses for the time. But then this is where he gets a call from, uh, oh, what was his name, Wallace? Yeah, Wallace. Yeah. Jonathan Wallace. So this, this is, if you'll recall back to earlier in this episode, this was the seventh guy from Coral Snake. And he basically says, you know, bring Kate Warner. And, you know, then I'll tell you who's behind all of this. 
And so Jack's like, okay, well, we're not really going to give Kate Warner to him, but we'll head there and we'll see what happens. Right. So he gets there and while well, leaving, and here's an interesting tidbit of trivia. Isn't this the place where, um, you know, Jack fights off Tony and Tony hurts his ankle? This is the one, isn't it, where Tony had hurt his ankle offset playing basketball and they had oh. to like build it in? Yeah. Wasn't that where so. it was? So Tony had, you know, Carlos Bernard had hurt his ankle off, you know, playing basketball, I think between scenes or something. And so they had to like factor in how why he was limping and had a cast on. And so in the exchange, you know, between him and Jack, you know, he gets knocked against the wall and, you know, twists his ankle or whatever. And you hear a crack and they kind of zoom in on his ankle. And from then on, he has a, you know, one of those like walking boots or, you know, crutches and everything. So anyways, right. side note. But so uh, Jack shows up and finds out that basically Wallace wants Kate because Kate can't Kate and her dad can approve him getting out of the country because her dad has DOD access or something. CIA, actually, so, yeah. CIA, sorry. And uh, so that's why he wants Kate. And so they're they're bartering, and basically Jack's not going to let him out, and then Jack decides, well, I don't really have a choice. So, you know, he's Wallace is taking Kate out, and then they get ambushed. And so then all of a sudden, these four people that were on two different teams are now on the same team trying to stay alive. And um, let's see here. Yeah. Wallace gets killed in that or shot. And, yeah, he's injured. Yeah, and so injured. and so they find a medical clinic so that right. they could try to treat him. Right. And so and and actually, this is kind of one of the places where um, one of the our Twitter followers uh, mentioned about their favorite scene uh, because oh, okay. because here Jack is is there saying, hey, I need to get access into this. And the nurse says, well, well I'm, I'm going to call the police and Jack. <laughs> I can't remember if he has his gun out, um, but he says, ma'am, I am the police. Now open that door. Right. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, that, that was a, a good thing there. And so, and so yeah, so Jack, they, they take him in there and they're looking at him. They end up uh, doing an x-ray or having right. the, the doctor, do, they, they make the doctor do an x-ray. And they find out that because um, I mean, they know that Wallace has some kind of intel. Um, right. And so they find out that there was a um, a chip or whatever that was embedded in his body mm-hmm. because, I mean, and the x-ray picked it up. And so they, they to come to the fact that I mean, okay, they can't save him. They, they take the chip out. And I believe that's what is the proof for the Cypress recordings. Right. If I'm correct. I think so. But then that's when uh, they're at the hospital there and the assassins show up again to still. Were they trying to kill Wallace? I think that's who they were trying to kill, right? Right, because he had the chip. Right. And he was basically, hadn't he decided that he was just going to get out of there? And that was his insurance to leave. Right. So anyways, they show up and, you know, Yusef, and we haven't talked about Yusef, but he was the um, agent from the other country that was trying to help. Right. And he was not allowed to help because nobody trusted his country. But Jack uses his help. So he's there. Right. And he was one of the ones helping Jack and Kate. And anyways, he and Kate escape. Jack's caught and gets tortured. <laughs> right. Yeah, because <laughs> they found the tracking device, so they separate them. Right. right. And so as he's being tortured, you know, one of the things I think back now, it's like, you know, for being tortured and almost dying, He's a lot of energy throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would think that would knock you out for at least a few days, but apparently, <laughs> apparently not, not Jack. No, so, uh, special forces training. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he escapes and, um, that's when he finds out who's behind everything, which is Peter Kingsley. And, um, so the rest of the time is him trying to find out and get Peter Kingsley. But at the same time, this is when Palmer <laughs> is, uh, I guess ousted. Would that be a word? Yeah, yeah. For several seasons, yeah, they vote him for out. several episodes, right. there because of his indecisiveness and him wanting to try to give Jack a little bit of time. Right. His supposed indecisiveness, which right. proved to be right. Right. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, and so right. and so they're trying to pull the Fifth Amendment, which which basically says that if the president becomes incapacitated, and they're basically saying that with him being indecisive, that that qualifies. Wasn't it the uh, 23rd? Was it 23rd? Fifth Amendment is the search and seizure. No, 25th. Like 25th. Oh, I thought you said fifth. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the fifth. 
<laughs> the amendment that allows them to remove the president right. if he's unfit to lead, right? Isn't that what it is? If yeah. he's unfit to yeah, lead. Yeah, something like that. And so basically, you know, the vice president is saying, look, he's he's waffling, he's, you know, he can't make a decision, he's not willing to protect us, blah, 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 blah. And so they all vote, including Mike. Mike. Yeah. So he's removed from office. Mr. President is now the vice president. And yeah, that's interesting. It's kind of sad, really. Yeah. Because you're like, what? What's wrong with you? Um, but uh, let's see. What are we missing here? Are we missing anything? Well, we have. Um, well, Sherry's involved. Right. We find out that Sherry was connected to Kingsley. And Sherry, towards the end, let's see, Sherry, let's see, she's attacked, isn't she, by somebody? Hewitt. Well, well, Jack, right. well, Jack tracks her Hewitt. down. Yeah, to Alex Hewitt. Alex Hewitt is the guy that actually forged the Cypress recording. Right. And right. so, and Sherry was meeting with him, and so Jack was uh, uh, was able to locate him and found Sherry at the same time. And right. and so Jack's trying to get the proof and Sherry's trying to talk Alex out of it and saying, hey, we can protect you. And Jack's saying, no, we're going to protect you. And so they go back and forth and um, because Sherry knows Kings Kingsley and that he's not going to let her go. Um, and so that she's a target if any of this gets out. And so because right. she doesn't want to be known for being involved in it. Right. He. uh so yeah, Hewitt stabs her, and then as she's he's getting away, um, Jack shoots Hewitt in the leg, but then he falls. So there's that; <laughs> he's dead. And then towards the end, let's see if we follow this Hewitt thing or this Sherry thing. You know, Sherry tries to escape. Do they get in a car accident? I think. Oh wait, chest pains, crashes. The yeah, car. Jack okay. has chest pains. So this was because of the torture, I right. think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was so I guess he wasn't completely better, so I take it back. He did have some anyway, so he crashes the car and Sherry's basically gonna ditch him. Right. She's like, you know, I'm not being I'm I'm getting out of here basically and, and Jack, you know, actually appeals to I don't know how he appealed to her like emotions. That was weird. I totally did not expect her to come back. I mean I've seen it before, but I forgot. And I totally expected her to just be like, Screw you, basically. You know, because she's all about herself. Mm -hmm. But she comes back, he basically says, you know, you know, this is on you, you know, if Palmer's presidency and everything, you know, it's all on you because he knows that Palmer's been ousted. I think Palmer got a message to him. Is that correct? Somehow, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, you know, basically he convinces her that, hey, we need to do the sting operation, meet with Kingsley. That'll give us the information we need if you can get him to admit on tape that he forged this recording. Right, right. So we should, however, jump back real quickly. Um, Kim goes back to... The Matheson's home. Oh, yeah. To get her stuff. And guess who's there? Gary. <laughs> Our same favorite, Gary Matheson. And anyways, so he's obviously not real happy with her um, for several reasons. And she ends up killing him, which is totally sad. I'm very distraught about him being dead. Yeah, I know. So anyways, I just wanted to jump back to that real quick before we got too far here. But so he wires up Sherry and basically says, we need evidence that the recording is false, that it was forged. And so she gets out there and she's talking to him. And while this is happening, this is a live feed to CTU and to the president. Well, oh. to the vice president, who's now the president. And they also bring in Palmer. And it's interesting to show that the reason that all of this happened was because Mike Novick realized I screwed up. You know, right. Palmer might have been Palmer might have been right to be a little bit cautious on this. So he's the one that he calls Chappelle and basically says, I need you to help Jack. And Chappelle's like, I don't really understand this. And this is where you see Novick get a little pissed off. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> he, I mean, he basically tells Chappelle, look, I am ordering you to help him, and you have 30 minutes to get that evidence for me. Goodbye. And hangs up on him. And it's like, dang, okay. So Chappelle, who had thrown Tony and Michelle in, I'm sorry, we are, we're jumping everywhere in this one because we're trying to get everything in. But anyways, Tony and Michelle had helped Jack or had tried to. Right. And had thrown Chappelle in a holding room and knocked him out. Well, he woke up and obviously. But Dillman holding. Div yeah, Division realizes that he's gone and kind of starts questioning. And so he gets out and then they get arrested, obviously, for um, assault <laughs> and also, you know, throwing him in. in, the, in it. But he realizes he needs their help. And so he goes in and says, you know, 
I want your help. And Michelle's like, well, we did what we had to do. And he's like, that's assault. <laughs> you know, you assaulted me. And Tony basically in his Tony type of way says, look, you drop the charges and we'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he, his typical logical Tony, he's like, come on, you know, that's your best move. Just do it and move on. So anyways, they all help and um, they get they, they call in while well, Novik tells Palmer what's going on. Because he says, the president and I felt that you should be involved in this, which was really weird to hear him refer to somebody else as the president. Right. I wasn't sure how to feel about that. But anyway, so Sherry's there all by herself with this, you know, guy who obviously wouldn't mind killing her. Um, He's got a bodyguard with him. He's got a guy up on the roof with a gun. And Sherry is being typical Sherry, you know, driving a hard bargain. And she's very good at it. I will give her that. Right. And says, you know, I want all the recordings. And he's like, well, here's all the ones you want. And she goes, no, I want all of them. And he's like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I want Cyprus too. And he's like, why do you need that? You didn't have anything to do with it. And she says that it's insurance, basically. And he, I guess she was supposed to bring Hewitt to him because Hewitt's the only one that can connect him to this because he's the one that, you know, created this recording. Okay, right. So so they're talking and whatnot and bargaining back and forth. And, and he admits, and she goes, well, he said, well, I need Hewitt. And she goes, well, because he's the only one that, knows that it's a forgery and he said yes and then you have jack in the background calling ctu saying you know we got to go in you know we, you got what you want then they of course they have to call the president and the president has to say yes that's enough you know did you confirm blah 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 and as this is happening kingsley's starting to get you know a little concerned not visibly really but you could tell and basically says you don't have hewitt do you and she's like of course i do and he's like no you don't and then that's where he says hey killer and calls into the radio to the guy on the roof. Well, the guy on the roof, something happened to him. I think they never show what happened to him, but I'm a guessing since Jack had his gun that he's no longer with us. Right. <laughs> he might have been sleeping, he might have went out to get a soda, I'm not sure, but I'm guessing <laughs> I'm guessing it had something to do with the fact that Jack had his gun. So, anyways, um Jack ends up, you know, well, the other, he realizes that this guy's not going to kill him. So he turns to the guy next to him and says, killer. And he pulls out his gun, get ready to shoot him. And of course, that's when Jack shoots that guy and yells, run, Sherry, which is weird to see Jack protecting Sherry. Um, and it continues to be weird through the seasons. But he does and tells her to run. And there's a firefight. And let's see, I think everybody's killed. Do they kill Kingsley yeah, too? Kingsley and, and all his men yes. are killed. Kingsley's killed. And, um, you know, all happy day, you know, everybody's happy and, you know, sunshine and lollipops and Palmer is reinstated as president because they all realize that, wow, he's not as, he's not as gun, you know, as um, indecisive as we thought he right. was. He was right. Which, I mean, let's be honest, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, it's, it's easy to see then that he was right, but it wasn't quite as easy before. Right. Um. And, you know, going back to that, this is what I was thinking when I lost my train of thought. I was thinking this as you were talking. I apologize. That's really bad listening skills. That's but okay. the the thing I realized is, you know, you have the Joint Chiefs that were pushing for war. And it's that old saying where if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Right. And yeah. it's it's nothing against the Joint Chiefs, but their job is to provide the the military response. You know, that's their job is to be that voice for the president. You know, so, I mean, they weren't doing anything wrong, but... It's that whole, you know, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Basically, if you're the military, the solution is go bomb somebody. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's not bad. It's just one of the voices. And, you know, the president's job is to weigh all of these different options. You know, he has the military and he has diplomacy and he has, you know, all these different things. And so I don't really blame the military. I mean, that was their job was to provide these contingency plans. And they did. And, you know, Palmer was just it was his job to be sure. Because, you know, and the thing I noticed is I'm kind of going off on a tangent a little bit. I apologize. But the thing I noticed was the fact that over and over again, Palm, you know, lambasted for not making this decision. But it was his decision to make. It was nobody else's. You know, he was the one that was on the hook if this went right or wrong. True. You know, and so I think he was correct in, you know, having a little bit of let's think about this. If there's any doubt, you know. I think he realized it's my head if we go into war and we're wrong, you know, right. Not to mention the fate of the country, but I mean, you know, personally, I'm the one that has to answer for this. None of the rest of you do. I have to, you know, so I think that was part of it. Right. But 
anyways, Sunshine and Lollipops, he's he becomes president president again. He tells Mike that he no longer needs him, which um might be a good clip if we can find it and put it on the website because that's a good little conversation they have as well. Yeah, I'll try to get that. Um, but so everything's great. Palmer is the president again, and he the it ends the season ends with him shaking hands. Yes, you know, visiting with people out and everything, and he goes to shake hands and and I can't remember if I remembered who this was before it happened or not, but he shakes hand with a a, a sweet little lady in the audience there who happens to be none other than everybody's favorite villain, Mandy. Yes. And she has some sort of virus on her hand that the president then gets. And I think, doesn't he, like, doesn't it, like, fast acting? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he, 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 immediately, yeah, you can see that there's, like, a burn mark on his hand, and then all of a sudden he collapses. Right. right. And that's where it ends. Yeah. I mean, Palmer collapses, and tick-tock, tick-tock, end of season. And you're like, What? What happened? Yeah. You know, at least I was the first time I watched it. It's like, what? I have to wait how long to find out if President Palmer's okay? I mean, he just got back to being president. Yeah. But, and but now, luckily for me, when I was watching it, it, it was about a matter of a couple Netflix. days. <laughs> and then I was right. able to figure it out. <laughs> right. But even then, I mean, that was pretty. Yeah. That's some. Yeah, that was crazy. So anyways, that. So, wow, that was like a, that was like a whirlwind. And then, uh, second half, season two. Uh, another lollipop moment. Uh, there at the end right. is uh, uh, Chappelle and Tony. I mean, we got we got to end with Tony here. I mean, Tony's got to yes be there, bring right. back Tony. Um, right. It's it's. I mean, there there's that conversation with them, and I mean, obviously, there's already this built tension because Tony knocked him out, and and there, right. all this kind of stuff that happened ah. with them, and so <laughs> yeah, and so Tony and Chappelle are in the office, and. Chappelle is kind of in a way kind of giving me his job back. And so Tony, he right. comes back and he says, okay, now here, now, now here, here's the thing, either fire me or get out of my seat. Right. And that was one of the top 10 we shared yeah. in the episode. What? At the beginning, at, at the beginning of this, I think, or in between uh, a couple, right. couple episodes ago. I think it was episode nine. Right. Yeah. So that was one of those. And I totally forgot that that's when that happened yeah. too, but you're right. He did. Basically say, look, <laughs> don't don't try to be nice to me. You and I don't like each other because, you know, Tony's not one the sugarcoat. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, either fire me or get out of my chair. Great line. I like it. And, and um, talking about bring back Tony. Oh, yes. We finally have a shirt available. I'm going to try to go back and do some maybe a quick little redesign or maybe have a couple designs available. But we do have those available. And so if you are interested in that and want to look at it, you can go to the 24podcast.com forward slash bring back Tony. And that'll take you uh, to that. And so, again, we're going to try to look into some other options, but this is what we have for now. Right. And so I think it's $31.95 uh, for the shirt. And so, I mean, you're going to be able to wear that and be able to promote the bring back Tony hashtag. Um, be able to pr right. promote our show as well. Um, and right. so... Uh, kind of a little thing there and so check it out yeah, definitely so we are starting our swag live now yeah it's it's a sweet shirt i like it and it has tony's um trademark yeah on the yes back, which nobody will get unless they've watched 24 but if they have they'll get it and if they haven't then you need to bring them to your home make some popcorn and find an episode where tony says yeah or, and then they'll know and actually you can even just take and, them to youtube um i, I right. saw a <laughs> clip there where it's like all tony saying yeah all right yeah right yeah right i'm gonna have to watch yeah. that that'd be good <laughs> so we uh we we appreciate you folks so much the uh, the audience here and we definitely want to hear what you think um so head on over to the 24 podcast.com or message us on twitter at the 24 podcast that's the one for the show that josh is at the helm of, and my personal Twitter is at scrop2, S-K-R-O-P-P-2. And we'd love to hear what you think of the show. We'd love to to interact with you, talk about 24, ask questions, debate things, share trivia, and all of those types of things. All right. Now, we did want to mention the Twitter responses that we had gotten. And so we didn't fit them into the middle of the show or the beginning. But anyway, 
there's uh, two different people that responded, and so we're definitely thankful for that. And the first one is uh, Liam Ray. I may be pronouncing that incorrectly, but the Twitter handle is at L-I-A-M underscore R-E-A-Y 83. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. But anyway, so he actually got a couple different things here. He said, first of all, the best quote, and we may mention this as we're going through the episode here. And it said, um, when Jack was talking to the nurse, he says, I will call the police. And Jack, uh, aiming his gun at her, lady, I am the police. Now open the door. And so before I said, I wasn't sure if he had his gun out or not, but uh, apparently he did. And so thank you for submitting that. And then he also said here that uh, favorite moment is Mason sacrificing himself. And we definitely spent a little time with that. And then another one here that he mentions is Jack being revived and killing the men who tortured him to death. And so uh, that was definitely a good thing there. And so we talked about that situation there where Jack had flatlined. And so then he was revived and then he went back and he was able to exact some revenge on that and be able to save the day ultimately. And then we also had Patricia Whittle that um, gave us some feedback as well. And so her Twitter handle, Twitter handle is at Patricia Whittle, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A-W-H-I-T-T-L-E. And so she said that uh, her favorite moment was Jack saying goodbye to Kim when he's flying the nuke into the desert. And so, again, we talked about that. That's definitely a great quote, definitely a great moment, I should say, that took place during there. And so if you have any moments that you'd like to share with us as well on Twitter, you can follow us at the24podcast.com, and that would uh, we would definitely appreciate being able to get that feedback from you, and we would love to be able to share it on the show as well. And next week, we are going to have, can we announce this? We're going to have the um, the president bring back Tony on again. Yes. Yes, we are. Joel will be back, and he will be discussing all things episode, or episode, well, episode two, but also season two, all 24 episodes, not just episode two. We'll talk about one through 24. Yes. And we'll get his viewpoints and probably a little bit of trivia in there. And I imagine we'll talk about Tony a little bit. At least so, a little bit. Tune in then. Right, at least a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a lot. So. Definitely good stuff. So, again, we'd love to hear from you. Right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>